Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. Let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about here today. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said she's open to pulling out of new federal programs. Failed UCP leadership candidate Leela Heer has said she won't run for the party in the next general election. The Alberta NDP, meanwhile, want to lower the voting age and expand access to abortion across the province. And Danielle Smith has denounced the WEF. We're also going to be giving you the latest update to the Trudeau Liberal gun grab scheme. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Up first, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said she's open to pulling out of new federal programs or avoiding federal consultations when they aren't in the province's best interests. The Premier published a letter on Thursdays that she had sent to her cabinet ministers outlining the strategies they must use when they're dealing with the federal government. Let's take a look at that now. In the letter, Smith said, quote, there may be cases where Alberta will seek to opt out of new federal programs if they aren't in Alberta's best interest. The new premier said Ottawa often avoids meaningful engagement with Alberta. That has to change, she said. Ottawa must provide open, honest, and early communication with the province. Quote, if the federal government does not honor cooperative federalism through meaningful engagement, we will simply not participate in their consultations. This announcement comes after Premier Smith's speech at the United Conservative Party annual general meeting last weekend in which she said Alberta under her leadership will not enforce federal laws or policies that interfere in Alberta's jurisdictional rights as outlined in the constitution. Take a listen to her comments from last week, Saturday. Finally, you see Ottawa problem. There can be no doubt that the current NDP Liberal Alliance is just the latest in a long line of Ottawa governments that have frustrated the legitimate aspirations of hardworking Albertans. That stops now. When Ottawa announces policies and laws that attack our economy or violate the rights of our people, or when Ottawa seeks to take control of our sovereign areas of provincial jurisdiction, our UCP government will not enforce those laws and policies in this province, period. very clear. I will never, ever apologize for standing up for the people of Alberta and the province that I serve. So, we will pass the Sovereignty Act. Work has already begun on crafting it. We worked on it earlier this week at the caucus retreat. We still have further work to do, but I've asked for it to be ready by the time I take my seat in the legislature. We will then introduce it, and we will pass it, and we will use it to push Ottawa back into its own lane every single time that they step out of line and intrude on our constitutional rights. Alberta will no longer ask permission from Ottawa to be prosperous and free. UCP MLA and failed leadership candidate Leela here has said she won't run for the UCP in the next general election, which is in spring 2023. As you guys know, Leela here was the first to fall off the ballot in the party leadership contest earlier this month. She had just 1.7% of party member support when she fell off. She was also a vocal critic of Danielle Smith during the campaign and was the only of the seven leadership candidates not named in Smith's cabinet. The Chestermere Strathmore MLA posted a lengthy statement on Twitter in which she said she was grateful for the opportunity and that the United Conservative Party members have chosen a new direction and she respects that decision. Quote, 
I am so unbelievably grateful for the time I have been privileged to serve all Albertans. Okay, guys, time to move to your favorite topic. That's right, the Alberta NDP. Party hosted its convention last weekend in Calgary, and they passed a couple interesting resolutions. Let's take a look at them. One of the resolutions sought to lower the voting age from 18 to 16. This resolution passed. Now, it's worth noting that resolutions that passed aren't necessarily binding on the party, meaning the party does not have to include them in their election platform. It's also worth noting that the federal NDP sought to lower the voting age in a motion which failed in the House of Commons just last month. So it doesn't look like there's a lot of interest from this elsewhere across the country. They also sought to expand access to abortion across the province. And another interesting resolution focused on affordability. Let's take a look at that one. That resolution called on the United Conservative Party government to work directly with the opposition to create an all-party committee on food affordability and routine government reporting on grocery prices. Now, I had the opportunity to ask Premier Smith about this resolution on Monday at a press conference just after her cabinet was sworn in. Take a listen to her response for yourself. Uh, Rachel Emanuel, True North. Um, the NDP at their convention this weekend passed a resolution calling on the UCP government to work with the opposition on lowering grocery stocks. You obviously said at the UCP annual jetty meeting, affordability was one of your caucus's key priorities. What's your response to that NDP resolution? Well, I'd, I'd welcome Rachel Notley saying that she rejects a 300% increase in the carbon tax. That's the number one thing that she could do because if she wants to bring affordability to the fore, then she can't be adding arbitrary costs on the on uh, gasoline, diesel, electricity, home heating. She supported her leader, Jagmeet Singh, at the federal level in increasing the carbon tax. And so, quite frankly, I don't think that any of her statements on this have any credibility until she's prepared to argue against that. You also just spoke about the need to get mandate letters completed. I'm wondering if you'll commit to making those mandate letters public. Yes, I've actually already talked to my, um, um, my, my chief of staff and my director of the premier's office that I think it's a good communication tool for the public so that the public knows what it is that we're working on. I think it's also good for the ministers to know. And why wouldn't we want to tell? We've had such great success in checking, uh, checking off the list of all of the things that had been identified. So I think that uh, we should be celebrating that. So yes, they will be public. Now, at that same conference, Premier Smith also teed off on WEF, calling the World Economic Forum distasteful. She said that she finds it distasteful when billionaires brag about having control over political leaders. This caused quite a storm online, but take a listen to her comments for yourself. Hi, Premier. Um, I want to follow up on what Dean was just asking. I just want to ask you a very simple question. What are, you, what are your views on the World Economic Forum? <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm not... Um, a young global leader of tomorrow. I've never been to one of their events. And I, I look at Pierre Polyev saying that he doesn't intend to go to their events and doesn't intend to have his ministers involved in them either. Um, and I, I take the same view. But why? You're still not explaining what, what your views are on the World Economic Forum. Like, what do you find distasteful about it? I, I guess I find it distasteful when billionaires brag about how much control they have over political leaders as the head of that organization has. And I think that that is offensive. The people who should be directing government are the people who vote for them. And the people who vote for me and for my colleagues are people who live in Alberta and who are affected by our decisions. And so, quite frankly, until that organization stops bragging about how much control they have over political leaders, I have no interest in, in, in being involved with them. My focus is here in Alberta, solving problems for Albertans with the mandate from Albertans. Moving into the controversy of the week, national police agencies are warning MPs that policing services across Canada will suffer if police are redirected to act as confiscation agents 
under the Trudeau Liberals gun grab scheme. At a federal public safety committee hearing earlier this week, MPs heard from national police agencies. We're going to play a couple comments for you now. First up is the president of the National Police Federation. We have said on a number of occasions that police services in Canada, including the RCMP, uh, are operating at minimal levels already. We're having challenges recruiting. We're having challenges training, retaining. We're having challenges attracting to the law enforcement profession. So as every time that we increase the mandate of police officers on the street, there has to be something that gives. And is that going to mean that we don't respond to that mental health call, the person in crisis in the middle of the street, because police officers are now tied up um, going to pick up guns that are no longer legal to possess. So there is an impact. Uh, and in the end, do we leave it to, uh, as Chief Bray said, another agency that may implement? That isn't spoken to in the legislation. It isn't spoken to um, uh, within the buyback program. So it's going to fall to the cops of the street, the members of the RCMP. Without sustained resources, something has to fall off the plate. And now take a listen to the warning from the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police. Regarding the mandatory buyback program, of course, there's been a lot of talk about this, the requirement to make assault-style weapons permanently inoperable. The CACP is still awaiting the details on the implementation of such a program and the implications for and expectations of police services in Canada. Having said that, the CACP recognizes and understands concerns that have been expressed by certain provinces in the country about using Canadian police resources to go out and confiscate legally acquired firearms from Canadians. Ultimately, the buyback program, this early part of the buyback program, is essentially an administrative process. It's not a policing issue. As a result, such a program could be managed by entities other than police services, thereby allowing police resources to be focused on those who refuse to follow new law, and more importantly, on addressing border integrity, smuggling, and trafficking. So in conclusion, the CACP supports improving safety for the public and for frontline police officers. Okay guys, what we're watching in the weeks to come. Premier Smith has said work has already begun on her controversial Alberta Sovereignty Act. You guys know that conversation on the Sovereignty Act dominated the UCP leadership race. Now, Premier Smith has said she's hoping the legislation will be ready by the time she takes a seat in the legislature. She's begun her process of winning the by-election in Brooks Medicine Hat. She launched her campaign earlier this week, and she said that she could be in the legislature as early as November 29th if her bid for that seat is successful. It's worth noting that it is a conservative safe seat. So I will, of course, keep you updated on that by-election as well as more news on the Alberta Sovereignty Act. Now, that brings us to the Alberta Politics Funny Moment of the Week. The Alberta NDP are also running a candidate in the Brooks Medicine Hat by-election, and that candidate is claiming that Premier Smith and her team were accidentally knocking on the wrong doors while they were canvassing. They said that Premier Smith was canvassing in Cypress Medicine Hat writing. A little awkward. Okay, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to True North's YouTube channel if you haven't already. You don't want to miss an episode. If you want to find me, you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, visit donate.tnc.news if you enjoy our work and want to show us your appreciation. Thanks so much. See you next week.